obviously outside of work hours. Right, right. <laughs> Just to make it clear, we're <laughs> not on work hours. That's funny. I got somebody in chat that was like, was she just <laughs> describing virtue go, or trepid? Why are they doing this when they should be doing that? I'm like, yeah, well, man, we have people that do different jobs. The social media person is not the one coding something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not you got to eat. That's, that's all you got to say. <laughs> and you got to well, hey, decompress, you know, like. Absolutely. Although yeah. our job is fun, there are a lot of stressful elements of it when you're doing it for 80 hours a week or 40 to 40 to 80 hours a week. You know, you need time to like step away and do your, you know, decompression modes. Absolutely. Play some games and veg out. Yep. Absolutely. As their journey continued, it became clear to form an expedition. Some of the Pathfinder's companions would have to be chosen to set up a small camp. This expedition would represent them and their cause as they continued to develop a permanent foothold on Vera. Who among them would be chosen to best represent this cause? The time to choose was close at hand. The selection process would soon begin. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg, and I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back, favorite social bunny, Faisal. Greetings. <laughs> also, welcome back, not full tilt, but half tilt. How's it going, half tilt? I'm good. How is everybody today? Welcome, welcome. <laughs> also... Welcome in a special guest today, the community marketing lead over at Intrepid Studios, Margaret Crone. Hi, hey. thanks for having me. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to be here today. So uh, before we get started, got to give a big shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this flame bolstering greater week after week, my friends. And uh, you can call in to leave us a message here if you wish at 1-539-664-6801. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and the comment. We'll read it here on the show. Now, in regard to news and stuff and things, Intrepid had a live stream this recent uh, Friday. We took down notes, but we're not going to be talking about them today because we'll, we'll talk about it next week. I know I know it's going to be such a horrible, horrible experience to have to wait a whole week for that stuff. But I'm pretty sure today is going to make up for it. <laughs> so we got Margaret here. She's uh, agreed to answer some questions about some stuff and things related to Ashes, her role as community marketing lead. And I guess that's a good place to start today it would be, uh, you know, for people that may not actually know uh, what your role is uh, as community marketing lead. Uh, maybe you could tell like the Ashes fam. Uh, more about your role and uh, kind of what you do for Intrepid Studios. Do you want me to talk about just the core of it or like all all the things? I, I mean, you know, you go How whatever. Much time you got? <laughs> 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 right. um, no, no, okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, obviously, as my title kind of describes, I'm the community marketing lead, so I lead the community and marketing team. Um, but if you don't know kind of what that encompasses, that's uh, you know, obviously our community managers. Uh, so right now we have our senior community manager, Lieutenant Toast. So it's community management stuff. That's social media management. That's our CS team, our PR team, our e-commerce, which is like, you know, our our 
purchase stuff, whether that's, you know, merchandise, uh, which Stephen kind of gave a little bit of a teaser of some of the merch stuff that we're working on. I know that you guys want it. Believe me, I'm working on some cool stuff with that. Um, and then obviously anything else that we're looking at on the marketing side, that's, you know, business de development, that's events, that's uh, analytics. Um, so all of that jazz. Um, also our content, which is anything from media content to written content, that's articles, any copy that goes out, um, you know, it's my job to kind of review that and make sure not only is, you know, there no, no issues in regards to the typos, but it also fits what we're looking for, you know, in regards to the messaging that we're going and the voice that we're trying to portray to you guys. And then on the other side of that, that's brand management and making sure that the core of like everything that goes out is iconic. And when you look at it, you think, oh, that's ashes. When you hear it, you think, oh, that's ashes. So like really my job is to make sure ashes of creation and intrepid studios is like, you know, a brand that everyone know, knows at whether that's from the perspective of, you know, getting things or seeing things or consuming things. Um, that's my job in the general sense. Um, but outside of that, uh, we are a small company. So in a lot of senses, I do wear many hats on top of that. Um, many of you guys have noticed if you're one of our core community members that I also help design our monthly cosmetics. And that goes, there's a lot that goes into that as well. You know, I work with the design team to ensure I'm creating, you know, buildings and uh, NPC costume or outfits and uh, creatures in the world that are going to fit the design that they're looking for in regards to the overarching world. Or if there's something missing in a certain segment that they're looking for, my job is to kind of uh, fit into those themes. And so I designed the core elements of those that, you know, what the textures are going to be, what the color schemes are going to be for those. And basically giving the artist some semblance of, uh, you know, inspiration for each of those things so that when they create the item and then, or create the concept art, I'm going back and forth with them to finalize it and be like, okay, this is where we're really going for. Um, and then from there, production kind of takes those things and uh, works with our character art team and our environment art team to create the buildings, create the creatures. And then from there, the polish goes into uh, visual effects and animators. And then beyond that, design takes it from there. So it's a lot of processes in regards to that. Beyond, oh, I'm probably missing some other things, but um, I also help with our web development. Um, so those of you who are OG uh, Ashes fans, you probably have seen our website has taken a major uplift in not only the way that it looks, but in the content that's there. Um, and as well as we have a lot of other things that we'd like to add and features in the, in the future. Um, so that, you know, like when you go to our site, it has all the information that you're looking for in regards to Ashes of Creation. And a lot of that stuff is being worked on on the back end, along with uh, profile account stuff um, that we would like to introduce with more security options for you guys as well. Um, so there's just a lot. Uh, the first things first is just trying to make sure that we have the foundation um, and then moving forward with a lot more updates, not only on the support page, but also the forums page. We want to kind of bring all those things because if you look at our site, those are probably the two places that don't really fit the brand as much. Um, so my job is to kind of create the base designs of the website. That's like, you know, the written documentation of it being like, here's the functionalities and the user type of things that I'm looking for. And then from there, you know, uh, looking at the wireframes that they create, approving those, making those changes and adjustments. And then, you know, as we go through development and QA, making sure that everything fits the quality that we're looking forward to. So that when you guys get those updates, you don't encounter a lot of bugs and that, you know, not everyone goes, I can't log in after we <laughs> put an update out. Um, that's, that's, that's the basics, but there's probably more stuff I'm missing. Like, but uh, yeah. 
That's that's all. That's all. Yeah. I tried so, to say it as quickly as possible. You I'm did sorry a good if job. I was yeah. Too fast. That was fantastic. Um, so yeah, obviously yeah. working really hard. Yeah, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Um, I put my my love and heart into anything that I do, and obviously. I love working for Intrepid Studios. I love working for Steven. He's mm. great. It's good to work with somebody who's not only passionate, but somebody who really yeah. is a true gamer. I've worked at a lot of companies where I'm working for somebody who I have to explain what a meme is, you know? <laughs> like, I had to make a PowerPoint presentation to be like, this is what a meme is, uh, and this is why it's not offensive. Um, and, you know, it's nice to have, you know, someone who just gets it, and I don't have to, like, explain it and make a PowerPoint presentation about something in order to get it approved. Right. Right on. So we're going to we're going to sort of go in like a round robin format here because I know that we've got we kind of curated some questions from the community. That was the first one. Uh, We're just going to kind of go go data list next and kind of let let the the cast members here sort of hit on different ones. And yeah, they're good ones. So ready, everybody. All right. Yeah. When when we get started. So um, what system are you most excited about coming in Ash's creation? Ooh, I mean, the core of it for me, I just like killing stuff in MMOs. I don't know about everybody else, uh, but combat and raiding is one of my my favorite things in MMORPGs. I'm a huge fan of just being able to like get together with my core group and just take down bosses. I love the challenge of figuring out mechanics. And uh, for me, I'm either usually a tank or a healer because I really like, like control. <laughs> I like control of life. I don't want to die. Um, so for me, it's a lot of just trying to, you know, I love that skill cap that comes with raiding and especially like really challenging raids, um, you know, world first or something that I'm, I'm a huge fan of being a part of. Um, I've been a part of that in many of the guilds that I've been part of. I mean, similarly to what you guys do here, I got started in the industry through making a podcast because I was like a tournament champion. And um, I really just loved, you know, PVP and I loved raiding and I was in one of like the top guilds on my server and worldwide. So for me, that is kind of like the core of what I like doing. But beyond that, I think from a developer standpoint, I'm really excited for the freehold and housing system, primarily because when it comes to the marketing community side of things, um, the community just makes crazy stuff. Like when I worked on past projects, I just saw some of the housing things that people created and they were just phenomenal. Like they would take plates and like angle them weird to make shutters. Like I just, it just blows my mind to kind of see the creations that people create in their houses. And I'm excited to see that type of creative creativity being able to be like put into game. Um, I mean, even just seeing stuff that our artists put into game that I designed, it makes me cry. So I'm mm. emotional train wreck. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some joy on our end too. <laughs> okay, this ne- next question comes from TF. Um, how did Ashes come by your attention, and how was the job uh, process was like? For- oh, yeah. this is an interesting story because I uh, I don't know if you guys know who Kevin McPherson is, but I've known him for probably 14 years now. We've worked in the industry together for 14 years. Um, so I've known him for a really long time. We worked on Planetside 2 together. We worked on some EverQuest stuff together. So we've been uh, in the past, we've worked at past companies together. And, you know, he's very talented and apparently he thinks I am. So for <laughs> two years, he kept trying to get me to come work for Intrepid. And I was really happy where I was. So I wasn't really looking for another job. 
But after two years of him spamming me with emails of like everything, any, every video you get like that they put out, he would send me be like, check out what we're doing. And, you know, as a friend, obviously, I'm going to go look at it and see what he's up to yeah. and, you know, talk to him because, you know, we like chatting. Um, and after that, that point, I was like, all right, you know what? Okay, let's let me chat with Steven. I'll see what I think about it and see if I, that's somebody who I want would want to work for. And after just being on a phone call with Steven, I was like, man, I could see this person becoming like my best friend, right? Steven's kind of that person who you're just like, I just want to be around this guy forever. He's just so passionate and loves what he's doing. And I'm like, I want to work for somebody like that. As much as it was like a scary move for me working at a, like a corporate company that's well known in the AAA space, uh, to doing that was kind of scary for me. But at the same time, I'm so happy that I did it. Um, I still have so much more to learn, right, in the industry. And um, it's been pretty great. So that's kind of like what happened. Uh, the interview process for me was awesome. Uh, Steven and I had a couple different interviews. We had a phone interview and then we had an in-person interview. And um, apparently he liked me. I liked him. It worked out uh, in regards to, you know, what he foresees and how he would like to see um, marketing and community work, how he'd like to see it working, I should say. Um, for me, I'm a big proponent of, I've worked for a lot of companies who have people in the marketing space who don't understand games, who don't play games. And it's very clear. You're like, why would they make this ad? It makes no sense. Or like, why are you on Good Morning America? Which gamer is watching that? Who knows? Um, <laughs> but for like me and Steven, uh, we just got it. Like we're both really understanding of like the core elements of like what uh, MMO community is about and how you market to that community. And um, I think that, you know, we share a lot of a lot of similarities and how we think and how we feel and how we would like to run a business. No, it's, Does that answer the question? So, so in a nutshell, a I'm sorry. It's okay. In a nutshell, you're telling me that Kevin McPherson enchanted you to switch sides. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You can, you can hashtag blame McP. <laughs> uh, no, but McP's a great guy. Um, I've, like I said, I've worked with him for a really long time and he's, uh, I, I have always taken what he has to say with, with, you know, to heart. But at the same time, I was happy where I was initially. Mm -hmm. And so it took a little bit more convincing. But he's pers pers persistent. I will say this. Awesome. <laughs> I have to. All right. So what was the biggest achievement you've ever had in a game of experience yourself? Tabletop or, or uh, vi virtual? Uh, and what led it up to it being so big? Uh, as a player or as like a developer? As a player. Ooh, as a player. I would probably say, um, this is going to be silly. I don't know if any of you guys know Vanguard Saga of Heroes, but I was in like the top worldwide raiding guild in that game. And I got the opportunity to be part of uh, a championship tournament. And they did class class specific ones. And I was playing a blood mage at the time and I won the tournament for all the blood mages. And then beyond that, they did like a, all the top people, they put us all into like a cross server section where they like teleported us in. And then we did like one-on-one -on -one battles, which was super intense. And then we got to figure out who like the worldwide champion was and I won that. And so like, I think to me, yes. that would probably be uh, a really awesome thing that I thought would, you know, be one of my biggest achievements. I know it's not like a super fancy game that people know about, but I think for me, I was just really invested. I had a lot of really amazing friends that I still am friends with to this day. And I think that that's what the beauty of MMOs is for me is uh, I moved around a lot. I'm like an Air Force brat. So 
holla out there to anyone else who's a kid who moves all the time, like every six months, every year, every two years. So I didn't really have a space to make friends. Um, and MMOs were like that place for me to, you know, keep long-term friendships. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. World championship yeah. title. That doesn't matter where you earn it. That's an incredible achievement. Yeah. And also mm. just blood mages are such a cool class. Like <laughs> I it love it. Sounds badass. Yeah. It, sounds it was, really it was very much like a resource management. Like you're managing your health because you're giving your health to other people and then managing your mana to give back. Like it was just a really big, interesting, uh, I like managing stuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Uh, so, we, you know, I'm like sitting here looking at the questions I've got in the list and I almost feel like jumping around. I'm realizing these two are almost one and the same. So I'm going to try to bundle them, them together. I'm going to try to bundle yeah. them together and I'm pretty sure that you can, you're going to be able to answer them in one answer. So um the first question was like what have been some of your greatest challenges after having taken the role as community marketing lead then the other question would be um in your time in this role um what's been some of the most or what have been some of the more difficult goals that you might have seen achieved at intrepid okay um ooh, interesting question so from from my perspective obviously the challenge is always starting at a new company figuring out where your grounds are um, I think, you know, obviously making change can be hard. I think not only on the development side, but also from the community side. And I know I did, there was a lot of interesting things being said about me when I first started joining the, the company at Intrepid. Um, but hopefully those of you who have been here for a really long time have gotten to see that all of those efforts and those changes that I was trying to make are for the greater good. <laughs> um, even if you don't like having your stuff moderated, I think what it does allow is to set guidelines for us as a community and ensure that, you know, we are more, I don't like to use the word safe space, but like welcoming space uh, is probably the better mm. way to put it is like, you know, helping people, uh, teaching people and educating people about what we do. We still have fun and troll each other. I, that to me, you know, I have no problem with that. Swear all you want. Just don't be assholes. Right. <laughs> um, but I think like that's the main thing, right, is, is coming in with fresh new perspectives and trying to make change. And I think a lot of people don't like change. So I think that would be the challenge that I came into was trying to make those changes, make them slowly but also from the development side point, as well as from the perspective of the community without, you know, roughing the waters too much and making any, make it, making it difficult for you guys as a community. Um, I hope that you've only seen that better things have come from the, from those changes. Um, and the second part of that was in regards to, or do you think that that answered it as a whole? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that probably, yeah, I'd say probably, you know, I mean, if you would consider that community marketing lead, uh, like biggest success is that as well. I mean, I feel like that could probably be the same thing. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think when I look at back what things Pretty were big. before I started, <laughs> it was a, a little shocker for yeah. me um, of what was allowed. Um, but I think that what we have now is a community that, you know, people constantly say like, wow, this is so awesome coming in here and having my, like they ask a question in like two seconds, they have the answer and also feeling you guys with the answers, right? There were a lot of times where you'd ask a million questions because you just didn't know the answers. And now you are fueled with like an FAQ and places where you can use them, a macro that you can pop into chat and immediately tells people like the countdown to the stream, like just like those little subtle things that I don't think were there previously. And now you just have them at your leisure. Yeah, I definitely remember uh, we had some conversations on the podcast and this sort of ties into the next question I'm going to have, but we'll we'll get to actual question later. But I think, you know, like as someone who'd been around uh, Daedalus as well, like there's a handful of us have been around, you know, for a while. And 
I think, I think, you know, we, we definitely saw some people and, you know, even, you know, having a little bit of reluctance about some changes and people not liking things and kind of talking about that, even on the podcast and kind of reflecting the community feedback is what we do. Um, but it was, yeah. but it was, it was, you know, it was like one of those things where, you know, you, you kind of just patience, man, you got to chill, you got to give it time and see how things kind of play out. And I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely from my perspective, it's, you know, things have improved and pretty significantly over the past, you know, few years or how long has it been like two years or so? Um, like, I'm going on like, it's two and a half, a little over a half a year. So whoa. two and a half years almost. Wow, a little really? Over two and a half. Oh man. Yeah, I'm going on my three yeah. year. I know it doesn't feel like it. But <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I blinked and I just started. Uh, also, it was intense for me because my first week I immediately went into like the first day with an yeah. AMA and then the first week I was on a live stream yeah. right away. So my job yeah. prior to starting was just like consuming as much as I could. And hopefully that came across to everybody that wow. I was knowledgeable, that I knew about the product and uh, you know, that I was as knowledgeable yeah. as I could be about the inner workings of how the processes worked. Yeah, um, I think the, the I things mean, that have been, mean, oh, go ahead, Basil, go ahead. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say, like, I, I was very reluctant when, when you want strike. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> the oh, I reason know. I was reluctant. <laughs> I, I watched this podcast. She sees everything. <laughs> she sees everything. Hide. <laughs> No, but I don't, I don't have a problem with negativity. And I don't think yeah. that Steven does either. Like mm -hmm. feedback to me is good. Cause that means there's stuff that I can change. Obviously some mm -hmm. things I can't change. Like I'm a girl. Yeah, guys, I got boobs. Sorry. I can't change that. But like some <laughs> things I can work on. Right. Like if you're like, Hey, you're doing this, why are you doing that? And it's like, mm -hmm. Oh, I could not do that. Let's, or Hey, you, why are, why is, why are you doing like 30 questions? Why not break it down to just to 10 and make that segment shorter? Yeah, I can do something like that. Right. Those are like things that I can actually take mm -hmm. action on. I love that type of feedback where I can't take action. That's, you know, there's not much I can do. Yeah. I think you, I've seen massive improvement to like consistency across like everything. And it's been so nice because I think the the main complaint that that so many people in the community had was, you know, we talked about this a lot and that was kind of the thing what, that we would be like, uh, frustrated about. And you're like, oh man, oh, this feels like this isn't going to bode well, but the consistency. And so then, you know, over the past like year and a half now, whatever, almost two years or whatever it's been. But I mean, we're talking like super consistency on like social media, like the forum. I mean, we're engaging on like the guild gatherings, the dev discussions, like you know, showing like uh, video clips or art renders or something and like talking about it and kind of going into like the background history. I mean, you know, as a creator, that gives us tons to like work with and to talk about when when, you know, as developers, you all might have your, your heads to the grindstone, just grinding away, working really hard. And, you know, we definitely see those those periods where it's a little quieter. And it's like it's nice because, you know, there's there's this consistency and you know, it's like one of the things I think I've recognized when I reflect on, and it's not talk about any other games, but when you look at other games in development and you don't see that, you know, I, I do see like a missed opportunity to, for that community engagement. And so that's the thing that like, it's been just like 10 out of 10, like rock started. It's just been like super nice. It's been really great. I have great. to, you know, give a shout out to obviously our development mm -hmm. team who works, like yeah. you said, they're, they're grinding, mm -hmm. but also like all of the positive things you guys say, or even the negative feedback that you guys give, like as long as it's constructive, our developers are, they, they're pouring their hearts into this, right? Like yeah. a lot of us, we're making the game that we want to play too. Um, so for mm -hmm. us, it is definitely a passion project on, on all fronts. And then on my team sp side specifically, like they are, they're badasses, you know, um, one of the things that we all agree on is that, you know, 
community management really should be about being part of the community and being a voice for that community. And I think Toast does an amazing job of trying to relay that communication. And, you know, on our social media front, Peter is fantastic. Uh, Peter B, not Peter, soft Peter. Uh, you know, ensuring that like my vision of what social media is, is like a space for you guys to have those interactions on a daily basis that when you tweet at us or Facebook us or Instagram post us or reply to our stories that you get a reply. I think, you know, there's companies who have 24 people on their community team and you don't even get that type of interaction from them. Right. Um, So we really want to provide that AAA experience for people. And then on, you know, the customer service side, Adam, who's just been kicking major butt on that front, um, our ticket times are so super fast. So I hope that nice. people have been seeing those things improve as we've continued with our development and you know, <laughs> finalized our processes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely hammers up to Intrepid and y'all have been just, you've been rock star in it, especially the past like, you know, a couple of years now. It's just been stellar, man. Uh, I, I also wanted to add in a point to my reluctancy. Like the reason I was reluctant at the very beginning was not a sense of you couldn't do your job or anything. No, it was you entering the company and there's all like, there's already a huge amount of people and Stephen established something and you're about to change it. And to, and with that change, there's going to be a little bit of chaos with it. Mm-hmm. And people are not going to trust instantly. Once that time has passed, you took the rails and uh, a lot of things improved. So. Yeah, you got my full support. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's okay. Like I said, I think change is hard for people. And I knew that all of that, the negative feedback that people were sending me was not stuff I could really take action on, but it was stuff that like, it was through passion. It was, you guys were upset through passion. It wasn't upset because of like mm. something that I had done wrong. Right. You know, I have many years of experience, but I can also keep learning. Even with my years of experience, I'm learning something new every single day. Oh, yeah. um, and so I get it. 100% get the the understanding of like not being sure about what I was about to bring to the table. So dateless. All right. Um, let's maybe switch a, some gears a little bit and talk about uh, content. So what type of content can the community expect as Ashes of Creation progresses through the testing cycle? Yeah, I think you're going to get more in-depth content, right? Like right now, it's a lot of like skimming the tops of the core systems, right? Because some of the systems, like right now, where crafting is or harvesting is, it's very simplified. Like, I don't even know if it's worth like, well, not worth uh, necessarily want to do an article about it or a video about it right now. But as those systems come online and become more in-depth, I think, yeah, we're going to do how-to articles. We're going to like teach people and show people more of that content as it comes online. Um, so I, I hope to provide more in-depth content for everybody and more frequency of content as we get closer to launch. I think right now we're, you know, we're still in development, so I I don't want to go too crazy on video content. I don't want to go too crazy on like articles that are, you know, things that are going to change constantly, especially as we develop and we, and we see the things that like are going to need adjustments. Um, but yeah, I think that that would be my answer to that question. I know a little more simple, mm-hmm. but just I like it. more, de- more details, more, more content for sure. Sweet. Basil. All right. Basil. All right. I, for- I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh, what are, what are the most excited things? Yeah. Uh, you're into ashes. Like, whoa, what was, eh, I like sorry. <laughs> What I wanted to say is, since since you're in the development development team in Ashes, 
uh, what are, what are, what is the main thing that you're excited about? And as a D and D player, what what what's what's your first character going to be? Ooh, um, I'm a paladin, and I, I'm sure Samurg's gonna love to hear that. Yes, uh, I've always usually been drawn toward paladin classes um, or some type of druid. If you can't tell around me what nice. is happening, um, so I think that generally those are type of roles that i go for in regards to like what type of class i would play um, i like having the ability to tank and heal and provide dps as like a, as a treasury uh, thing um or tertiary tertiary there's the word english is hard um <laughs> so for me like that's kind of like the role i tend to go for is you know either primary healings or primary dp or primary healing primary tanking or a secondary tank or secondary healing um aspect of that and then, you know, DPS being the the tertiary thing. Primarily because for me, huh. again, I talked about it earlier, is I like to have control mm. over the success. And I feel not that yeah. DPS is not important because DPS is very important too. But I feel like if you don't get heals, everyone dies. If yeah. you don't tank well, the healer can't keep yeah. you up. And I think to me, those are really high skill cut level uh, classes. And I prefer to play those um, personally. Um, or I usually end up going for a really challenging role. Like the Blood Mage was a really challenging role. Uh, that other people like weren't finding success in and actually it was a least played class but as soon as I started playing it and showing people like how good it could be then we just started seeing like huge boom of nice. it also the developers gave people my dps uh, <sighs> logs and then people figured out what abilities and rotations I was doing I was like you can't do that that's cheating um because <laughs> people didn't believe they felt like I was like hacking or something um on the front of like development side or was that more like a question in regards to just gaming gameplay? Uh, in general, like uh, when you heard uh, the idea of Ashes of Creation, like uh, the Kickstarter. Yeah, I just want to go. What, what was do raids, most... man? Yeah, raiding. No. I want to raid stuff. I want to yes. do castle sieges. I want to PvP. I yeah. want to, you know, the high skill cap stuff is the content that I like consuming. That's what I want to do. Oh yeah, yes. I've always been a fan <laughs> of that. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. All right, I got a question from T Elf. It's actually a couple of questions leading into another one. Um, what was your first MMO? What influenced you to stream? And how have these elements helped you into the role you play at Intrepid Studios today? I'm trying to remember like my so I've played a lot of early MMOs like RuneScape, Ultima, EverQuest, uh, Ashwin's Call, like a lot of those types of mm -hmm. games were like where what I grew up with. Um so for me, those would kind of be where, where my first loves were. But I would say that out of all of those, EverQuest was definitely a huge love for me and RuneScape because those two, <laughs> I still remember like my first quest in them, right? Like one is like I killed a chicken and that was horrifying to me. The other it was like killing rats and escaping like a prison thing. And like for me, I remember those moments and I think that was really exciting um, and different and 3D world versus, you know, I grew up with, I'm, I'm going to age myself. I grew up with DOS games where, you know, I'm just a little plus sign moving around <laughs> and like going, turn left, like, turn <laughs> yeah. right, go forward. Like, that's what I grew up with, with, you know. And so for me, being able to see like these like Dragon Quest, like 3D worlds yeah. coming to life is just like, I appreciate it a lot. Um, not that I would appreciate it more than someone who's know only had 3d stuff in their life but i think i really really do appreciate seeing like the progression of technology and i, I guess that would you know be where my first loves mm -hmm. come from in the in the realm of mmos 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I de- definitely resonates with the paladin role thing. Like the that's the thing I've always I always loved. Like especially when I did like tanking World of Warcraft for a long time, it was that challenge of not being able to to fall and like you know potentially like lead your your friends into like the successful endeavor. It's just yeah, I, I, I love also on the PvP awesome. like scale though. Like if Warhammer mm-hmm. and like Dayok could have a baby though, that would be my like oh. favorite PvP game ever. Nice. So just. Like that—that's a—that's a different thing than like my first love. Nice, that's I pretty hope cool. That makes sense. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. a good reference. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are going to be uh, curious about some of the new content creator program stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw so, someone in there, but I'm like, they're going to get to it. Homies. We're going to get to them. Yeah, <laughs> we're definitely going to get to them. Um, you know, uh, there's there's this one question here though about uh, what are some positive factors within like the studio and its culture that you've uh, you've contributed to in the you know when it comes to the new re- routine like with social media and all that we've, we've kind of talked about that a bit already but i think overall like i kind of wanted to just really kind of focus down on that cultural component i think that's something that a long time ago i always recognized that steven it was very big on was making sure that the people that were brought in kind of sent it, sort of fit the culture of like what the i guess the dream of ashes was going to be and the culture of the studio and i guess um um i kind of going to modify that question a little bit i guess but you know when you kind of look at the culture of the studio and you look at these positive gains that maybe collectively uh, you all have uh, accomplished, you know, and gained, like what, what do you feel like those might be or that big thing might be? Yeah. Um, for me, I love working for a company where everyone is a gamer. And on top of that, everyone is an MMO gamer. One of the biggest things that Steven, you know, requires us to do as we're hiring people, um, you know, when I'm doing my interviews with folks, like one of the questions is about your gaming experience. Like this is the one time where, you know, mama told me that my game experience wasn't going to matter, but here's my long list of MMOs that I've played and here's why it matters, right? So for me, I'm really looking for somebody who knows the ins and outs of MMO gameplay, especially someone who's representing our brand on like a forward-facing front, whether that's social media or community management or as a CS rep, right? Or brand management or whatever it might be. Um, Especially my team is very forward-facing, but even all of our other teams, like one of the core things that we're looking for is that you understand how to play MMOs, what is exciting about MMOs, and having that resonation um, and nostalgia, because that's going to power your design, that's going to power the work that you put forward, and, and the understanding that you have when you go into working on each of the little tasks that you do every day, um, or the larger realm of those things. So I think that's the core of it, is when I'm hiring people, I'm always looking for that as like the basis, right? And if you don't hit that, then I already kind of know, well, maybe this isn't going to work out mm-hmm. necessarily, even if you are maybe answering all the other questions, right, for me, if you don't have to hit the culture part of it, then maybe that this is just not going to be a good fit for you. Not that there's not another job out there for you, but maybe not this one. Right on. On the other side of that, when it comes to like our our like intrepid family, I definitely do play like kind of a bigger role in that because it's something that I'm very passionate about. Um, you know, game nights uh, when we went into before we were in lockdown, uh, I was kind of managing our monthly potlucks. I made spreadsheets. Um, like for allergies, for spice levels, like I went crazy. Um, and also I made it for people who didn't necessarily weren't cooks, but they wanted to bring like, you know, drinks or something like that. So I had like a drop down for all these different things. And then it auto calculated how many main dishes and side dishes. I'm crazy. Okay. Uh, if I can make a spreadsheet out of something, I will. Um, so that kind of stuff. I, I love helping with, you know, just events and 
having fun things. We're going to do kind of like a little uh, get together for our company, for uh, people for 4th of July. Um, and I'm just kind of trying to help, you know, keep game days, keep tournaments up, keep those fun get togethers. When it, we were in lockdown, we couldn't really do those things in person. So a lot of it was like virtual mixers. So we would just all get together once a month, uh, hang out in Zoom or something like that. And we'd make them th thematic. So it'd be like, you know, uh, Hawaiian shirt day and everyone would wear Hawaiian shirts and put Hawaiian backgrounds <laughs> behind them. Nice. I don't know. We tried to make it work. Uh, and we played a lot of like Jackbox games or fun things like that. Nice. So we just try to keep that element of it together and then beyond that we have a lot of gaming chats we have people who are into gardening we have people who are into surfing who are into all kinds of different things and we have those sub chats uh where people kind of hang out and you know continue the culture of just you know being being more than just a studio we really just want everyone to be a family and friends and uh, work together and play games together we have a ton of people who play mmos together i don't know i could go on forever about yeah. that yeah, I think it's one of the things <laughs> we love about Intrepid Studios, honestly, for so many people. So, yeah. hammers up, but yeah, Daedalus. Obviously, outside of work hours. Right, right. <laughs> Just to make it clear, we're <laughs> not on work hours. That's funny. <laughs> somebody in chat that was like was she just I describing virtue or intrepid why are they doing this when they should be doing that i'm like yeah well man we have people that do different jobs the social media person is not the one coding something right you know what i'm saying not you gotta role. eat that's, that's all you gotta say <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta well, hey, decompress you know like absolutely although yeah. our job is fun there are a lot of stressful elements of it when you're doing it for 80 hours a week or 40 to 40 to 80 hours a week you know you need time to like step away and do your you know, decompression modes. Absolutely. Play some mm -hmm. games and veg out. Yep. Absolutely. I feel, well, I feel like you you have like multiple screens, just one for every social media I have page. Six. We have six. <laughs> oh, God. That's a lot. <laughs> a man center. Oh, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> my question is, I there's a lot of traffic in chat about the content creator program. So I have a question about that. Um, when do you expect to have a final selection completed for the official content creators for Ashes? I don't think we're ever going to have a final. I mean, I think it's going to be a program that's going to continue to be open. Um, we might have some times where we have it closed and we reopen applications. Um, but I think that for me, I would love to keep it continuing, continually being a thing that people can, you know, apply for and be part of. And especially as we get closer to launch, those are things that we want to do. Um, in regards to like the first round of approvals and things like that um, and invites, uh, we have some really cute uh, invite things that we're doing. And also now that we have the, um, we announced if you watched our live stream, the Content Creator Training Academy, which is like a subsidiary program to the main program. Um, and that's kind of a whole other different uh, thing that you would be invited to separate. And then we will have some people who we will just decline, uh, but we'll let people know why. Um, here's the thing, thousands and like mm -hmm. multiple thousands of people applied for the program. And that is just not something I can manage on top of all the other things that I have going on. If you were listening to the previous uh, segment of this interview. Mm -hmm. um, so that is something that, you know, I chatted with Stephen about and I had already had a job um, description written up for this position because um, as soon as he told me he wanted to contact create a program for day one of me starting at the company, I had already had that prepared um, because I knew that when I'm thinking about my org charts in the end game, I want somebody in that role, maybe a couple people in that role, uh, depending on how popular we get, right? Um, so from my perspective, uh, once we kind of get that person on, 
uh, and onboard them, that would be the ideal situation so that we can provide 100% great support to those users. Um, because I really want it to be similar to our community manager or our social media manager where you have somebody you can talk to every like during core intrepid hours that will answer your question and be there for you and get you the things that you need as a content creator. Um, and that's, I, I, I have been part of many content creator programs as a content creator myself, and I have worked at companies who have run these programs and I don't feel like anyone has done it right. In my opinion, I think that there's so much more that a company has to offer to content creators and more guidance that people can provide um, that just isn't out there. And I would love to be able to provide a program that, you know, inspires other people to update their programs as well and being able to really, really help content creators. Um, you know, when I've worked at previous companies, I've helped content creators grow from like nothing to becoming some of the biggest content creators they are now. Um, and, you know, some of them still sh give me shout outs for that because like I really... I really poured my love and heart into that because I, I could see what the potential of those users and like what they were missing was just, hey, when you make a social media post, here's how to kind of like make the post so that we'll retweet it for you. Or, you know, here's how to make an asset and kind of make it a little bit more like the composition a little bit better. Like those are such simple things, but like people just aren't thinking about those things. Um, and if you have someone to help guide you with that, I think it can make a huge difference. Um, and the type of quality that you can create as a content creator. I don't know if I answered that right, but absolutely, yeah, you did a very <laughs> excellent job yeah. answering that. So yes, thank you. Yeah, but but nice. we are. Um, I am looking at maybe, you know, I'm, right now uh, we might potentially get some people in early for this alpha one. But that that's my worry is bringing people into a program that doesn't have somebody who can fully support them is my is my main worry. Mm -hmm. that's and that's why we we told people that like. Right now, we're still taking applications, but and I'm still going through and reviewing people's content. Like, I've watched so many people's content, <laughs> so many videos. I'm letting you know, some of you all talk when you're on your <laughs> when you make content, you need to talk too. Uh, you know, like there's just simple things like that where someone's like they submit a video and it's like literally them just playing a game and no one's talking. Like, those are things that I think yeah. you know, just you should know, but people yeah. don't know, right? Um, it's, so yeah, it's it's very true. When I started uh, Twitch streaming, even even Margaret like jumped jumped on my stream for once, uh, and uh, I barely talked at the time. Like I generally barely talked. Even my friend, like one of my closest friends, told told me like, "Listen, you're not talking. Talk." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. people come to your stream and they're like, "What's happening?" It's so quiet. Exactly. It's, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is there anybody there? Hello. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, the next question is, out of all the creatures in Ashes of Creation, which one do you like the most, excluding the one that you designed yourself? Oh, a creature that I didn't design that mm -hmm. I like. Ooh, I don't, they don't have a name for it yet, um, but you guys might have seen the creature. It's like a weird plant creature with like a super long neck and has like a huge, like... Uh, plant body it's just like crazy looking i don't know it doesn't have a name yet but it looks amazing i'll have to share a picture of it again but we yeah. showed it off on one of the live streams and it, uh, even the 3d model of it it's just insane some of the things that people think of i'm just like what is this I love it i love weird <laughs> stuff um i think that when it comes to creatures and, and fantasy worlds like we've seen a lot of creatures that are in the real world that's why when people are like why right. would you make us 
a snail and a horse and put it together. I'm like, because why not? It's a fantasy world. It's my fantasy. Like, why yes. not have Thank snails you. with long legs? Like maybe <laughs> there's some you. big creature out there and it's trying to float on top so it doesn't get eaten, right? Like, I don't know. Um, when people also, can said you imagine, the can you imagine seeing and, uh, a snail just snailing along and you go to try to kill it and then it just like stands up and starts booking it and you're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> like, I just, I, I want that moment for people where they're just like in yeah. utter shock of what a creature is um, or they think it's part of the, the environment and then it just comes to life. Like that to me is really cool. So uh, that creature is really neat to me. It's like a weird plant. I don't, it doesn't have a name yet. So when it has a name challenge to anyone watching listening that's my challenge you'll to you. find it find it send it you'll know what i'm talking find about it. when you see it yes i think i vaguely remember it but yeah cool well that's i that's one of my favorite things i love seeing those random creatures in the world that i have literally pushed myself away from my desk and like <laughs> freaked out when something like that just appears in the environment and you're like i didn't expect that but anyways, I can go into stories on that. Um, I got a question for the CC program again. Mm -hmm. Can you go into any more detail about the different tiers that were proposed and maybe what some of the criteria that you guys are looking at to separate these tiers? Yeah. Um, I don't really like calling it tiers because it just it makes it feel like someone's better than someone else. And that's really not the case. Um, so I'll kind of explain it with using some semblance of like rewards as well. So for me, you know, when somebody has a smaller amount of followers versus somebody who has a large amount of followers, maybe you don't need as many codes as somebody who, you know, who, so that's kind of like how the tiers break up. It's more of like this person maybe doesn't have as many followers. So when we're doing our code releases, we give them less codes. Um, and then the person who has like the intermediate following, we give them a little bit more codes. And then someone who has a large following, we give them more codes than that. On the flip side of this, someone who's a more novice creator maybe or has a smaller community maybe needs more assistance with graphics or maybe needs more assistance with, uh, you know, content to help and feedback. So maybe, you know, that person's getting a lot more love in that sense. But, you know, the higher end creator who, you know, doesn't really need our help because they have somebody who does all their art for them. Uh, maybe we don't really assist them with that, but maybe we help them find sponsorships through our sponsorship uh, partners. Um, but on the sponsorship side, I would hope that we'd be able to assist all of our content creators, but maybe the lower end of that, um, the more novice creators would get more equipment for their streams to help up their audio quality, up their, you know, uh, production quality versus you know getting giveaway items or getting uh, a sponsorship that's a paid sponsorship that type of type of stuff um does that help kind of answer it i don't want to i don't want to like give people yeah. like here's the exact criteria because like that's not really what we're going for yeah. um it's it's more about how can we help you guys and make it make sense for all the different rewards that we want to provide you the same goes for you know interviews with developers um you know someone like steven's time maybe he should be doing his interviews with people where he's going to get the most back right like where there's high viewership content right not that he won't do the smaller end of it but maybe he does more of the bigger ones and like less of you know we, we space out his time to make it worth you know his time as well does that make sense I Absolutely, hate doing that kind yeah. of stuff because it's just it's, to me it does feel gross and that's not really what we're trying to go for but yeah. at the same time I'm just trying to un like help you guys understand like the the basics of it yeah. and the reasoning behind it it's it's giving support where it's mutually beneficial to, to everyone and that's totally understandable because yeah, yeah sure a hundred a hundred or a thousand people might show up for a stream that Steven shows on where normally there's five people there 
but you're probably only going to wind up with 10 in your next one again. And that's just the reality of, that's why a lot of big streamers don't do raids. So it's totally understandable, right? Yeah, I got I got this comment in chat before I go on my my question here is like would would you give Samorg a stylist that does his makeup before a show? I don't think it works that way, man. I don't <laughs> think it works that way, Obi. Okay. Aren't oh you aren't you engaged now? Maybe your lady oh. can help you out with uh, that. Yes, I am. I am. Yeah, and congratulations. Maybe on that. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's <laughs> enough. That's enough. I've seen her makeup. She looks she looks great. So yes. I think she could help you out with that. Yeah, absolutely. The the distance is a bit of an issue though, because New Zealand. That would be versus. the hard part. However, when the borders open and stuff, you know, I'm sure that she'd be happy to. Um do my 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 guy line. There you go. He's he's bringing in a, a stylist, you guys. I there you, you go. Covered. <laughs> See, she just basically handled it. Like there it is. That wasn't <laughs> even part of the description either. So I mean, it's like above and beyond. Anyway, uh, there was a there was a point though uh, when we were looking at the uh, content creator program revamp, and I know we had a couple of conversations about it, which you know isn't really yeah, what I talk um, about. But yeah. just for people to know. Uh, when I first started at Intrepid Studios, one of the early things that I did, I think within like the first month or second month of my being here, um, no. I had a couple meetings. I tried to do various times, an early morning time and a late evening time because it's time zones. I might have done three. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and I basically hopped in and I was like, voluntary, anyone who is a content creator who is interested in it, come to the meeting. And I just let people have an open platform to talk. I was like, just tell me the things that you like to have out of a content creator program. And I just took notes and I took all of that mm -hmm. feedback or like the things they didn't like, or, you know, all of that. And I, and I was like, okay, how can we make some of these things come to fruition and get rid of some of these things that are problematic? Um, and hopefully with this program that, you know, accomplishes all those, all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really cool as a, as, as a former official content creator. Took a while. Sorry. There at that point in time, it was cool because there was like a nice conversation. It was like really just collecting a lot of feedback. And I, you know, I think even you said this too, like a lot of that feedback was implemented into the, the new framework that for this new program, which I thought was really cool. And, uh, speaking of cool, there was like something I was looking at when went over the content creator news post. Right. And the statement was, I'm a quote here. It said to help grow a healthy and positive community. Um, so I guess my question then is going to be, how's Intrepid aim to use its new content creators to aid in that, uh, goal? And, um, what's it really mean to be a brand ambassador? Because that was also something noted on the application form. Yeah. And I think people think this means like, you can only say positive things. I'm like, oh my God, no, that's not right. what we're looking for. We definitely want people to provide feedback and say, say the things that they have problems with, but in a constructive manner, right? Like yeah. for us, it is about giving us feedback and taking the feedback from your communities and putting it together in like a well-formed video or uh, a well, you know, spoken in a stream or conversation, whatever it might be mm -hmm. that whatever, however you use your platform. Um, but to provide that information to us in a way that we can consume and then take action on. So I think to me, that is what I'm looking for at the basis of it in right. regards to, and then when it comes to a positive community, right, that is um, with your content, you have the power to influence things as far as like educating the community, helping people, uh, entertaining, all of those type of things. And you have the power to like entertain people in a negative or positive way, right? And I think the obviously the goal for a content creator program is to for us to like work together and you know if you're somebody who's being super negative all the time and kind of like bashing and talking crap about your audience maybe that's 
hey man, go for it. If that's what's getting you views, do your thing. But maybe mm. this isn't the program for you, right? True. But like, let's say you're making funny jokes and you're not, even if you're making fun of like some of the creatures in our game, but you're like having a good time with it, like that could be a good piece of content, right? Like I'm not necessarily looking for somebody who's like, all you do is bring sunshine and candy canes to the world. <laughs> but in the sense of most things, we just want you to be following the rules, be respectful, don't, mm. you know, don't use any of the isms of like, you know, racial, you know, being racist towards people right. or, you know, just be a kind human being and do your content. Like that's all primarily what I'm looking for uh, and, and making consistent content for Ashes of Creation. Um, you know, even even when people look at our at the content creator program and they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, I don't really want to be a brand ambassador for a company. And it's like, well, then don't. That's okay. You don't have to be. But on the on the flip side of that, you know, if we're if we're giving you support and we're we're uplifting you and we're giving you more viewers through our our social platforms, uh, it looks bad on us yeah. when mm -hmm. you're being hateful towards a group of people or you're being, you know, like negative. It, then it reflects on us because all of those people who are seeing you do this and see that mm -hmm. you're an official content creator come to us and go, hey. You know this person's yeah. doing these awful things. You allow you're allowing this, and yeah. I know that you don't work for us, but at the same time, people will see you as like an extension of us, and that's like the hard part of it, right? Is like we want you to do the content that you want to do and go for it, but maybe some for some people this won't be the program for them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Got to represent. Yeah. Yeah. But really, the goal is educate, have fun, entertain. Yeah make it revolve it around ashes of creation and we're good just don't break rules and yeah you know, i'm happy yeah there's always a difference between <laughs> like you know constructive criticism i think is that the main thing if you're construct if you use constructive criticism to like talk about things and you know you don't necessarily white knight but you're also not you know you're not being super negative and toxic or anything either so i think that's always the balance to uh, strive for Z found the creature. I, don't I know saw that. Totally did, yep. by That's the way. The creature. That's the one. Okay, cool. <laughs> been linking it. Yeah, I've been linking it in chat. Okay, cool, cool. But um, um yeah. yeah, that's the one I was talking Super about. Super cool, by the way. I remember that now. At first, I was like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, super cool. I was trying to describe it, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm describing it right. <laughs> yeah, it does have a really long neck, though. Yeah. It does. It has like a really long, like, remember weird that. neck. So, did Z win? Yes. Win what? Um, yeah. Yes. You win. Yes, Z. Z. You win, Z. I love Z. Pizza? You Shout want, out to Z. You want a pizza? <laughs> I think I can send you a pizza. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, set that precedent. I want a pizza now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pizza's for everybody. You get a pizza. Okay. Let's move on to uh, Davis. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the fa your favorite part of the job as a community marketing lead? Ooh. Um, I guess to kind of go back to what I said before is I really like doing a lot of different things. Um, so for me, I think that is a big fun aspect for me is being able to kind of like do a lot of different stuff. Um, I also really enjoy kind of like a leadership role, being able to help or I'm like, I love organizing things. Anytime mm -hmm. I can like put something into a document or a calendar, I don't know, but the I'm a weirdo. That's the kind of stuff that gets me going. So um, I love being able to help with that kind of stuff and uh, make processes smoother and being able to really empower people to create something out of their careers. Um, a lot of the things that we see at other companies is that someone, you know, feels like, oh, I can't be a specialist in a role and keep getting raises or keep getting, uh, you know, title bumps. Like, I feel like someone has to die before I can like 
you know, <laughs> become somebody, something better. And I don't think that should be the case. I think there should always be like a horizontal growth for, for people. And so for me, that's one of the, the beauties of being a leader is, you know, it's on me to kind of help those people mm-hmm. have a horizontal growth and be able to move, progress in their career and provide them with the education they need for that. And then also, you know, because I lead such a strange team of people who do lots of different things, it's on me to kind of learn and be knowledgeable and be a mentor for those people, which is fun for me. I, I like learning new things. Um, so I guess that would be the thing that I love about it. I love organizing and learning awesome. and helping awesome. grow, helping people grow. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Right, okay. On you, buddy. <laughs> Sim, why did you put this question on me? Because he always laughs. I'm like, what is going on with Faisal over there? It, this is Faisal. This is why everybody loves him. He's just a giggle box. <laughs> He's all smiles, cozy in a blanket every show, and yeah, and and also, I, but I love the directness of like Maggie. I actually was, I was a, I was a questioner. <laughs> right. I was like, That's okay, homie. Yeah. So basically, the reason you got the question is because you didn't come up with some on your own, and therefore, I gave you ones a community sent. So that's why. Oh, oh. Do you like the umbrella with that shade that was just sent your way? <laughs> I give him such a hard time, and it comes from a place of love. Man, we love Fable so much here. Yeah, that's like me and Steven. We do a lot of yeah. like back and forth because we're we're very much friends, and people are like, "Oh God, they're so mean to each other." But it's like we don't. We're, we meet it with love. We we're, show our love this way, though. That's how we show our love. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> speaking of mean, um, this next question is: What is the behind scenes look you give Stephen when he leaks something he's not supposed to? <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I don't think that, like, you know, a lot of people ask me this because Steven's like, oh, Margaret's not looking. Let me leak stuff. (laughs) Um, I don't have a problem with leaks necessarily to some extent. My my main problem becomes when it's something where we have a planned release for something, right? And then it gets moved and pushed forward because he leaked something or because he leaked something, now I have to put something else in that place, right? So my job is I'm thinking six months to a year out and I have everything planned, all our live streams, all our social posts, all like all that stuff like in my mind and, uh, you know, on a calendar. And like, so I have these plans. And so when they get moved, for me, it's like, oh, oh no. I got to move stuff around, which is not a problem. It's, for me, it's, yeah. you know, okay, well, I got to move stuff around and make sure. And then also, when he leaks stuff, then it's like, okay, well, we need to make sure that shows up in our live stream that's coming up so that, uh, you know, everyone gets to see it. Because I think one of the things that, you know, we got negative feedback on prior to me starting was, where do I find the content? Like, do I have to be part of Discord to get those leaks? And I definitely want you to use the platform that you prefer. I know I see it on Reddit a lot where people are like, they don't post to Reddit. I'm like, we post every everything that's everywhere else. We post to Reddit too. Um, so we try to keep all of those content pieces in all of the places for you so that wherever you go, you're getting them. You might not get them at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at least eventually you will get all the same content to some extent. Um, and Steven's through the chat. <laughs> um, but no, I don't have a problem with it too much. Um, sometimes I leak stuff too. As long as it's something that like we're both okay with, I think mm-hmm. then that's okay. That's fine. Um, for me, the major problem only comes when it's something that is super planned, and it has like a article that goes with it and all of this other stuff. That's where it just means that I have to change stuff. It's not necessarily a, a problem. It's just now I have to go and adjust things around. Okay, that's the story. Steven? <laughs> <laughs> I do give him shit sometimes, I'm not going to lie. He knows it. But I'm like, for me, it's more of, hey, when you do stuff, just make sure I'm aware of it so I'm not lost uh, and, or I didn't miss it. 
Um, Because when the first thing I do, the first things I do on Monday when I come in is look at every message that Stephen has ever posted anywhere on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) And then make sure we follow up on all of those things. (laughs) I've got a question in chat that I will only ask if time permits at the end. And I don't think it's going to happen. So have to help please continue. I can stick around a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. Where am I going? It's COVID times. Uh, There's nothing. Like I'm going to go pet my cat and make dinner. That's a good pastime, though. Fair enough. I love, I love play something on my Switch, probably. What's know. for dinner? Nice. I don't know yet. Maybe some, like, lemony chicken. <laughs> These are the things we need nice. to know. Broccoli. <laughs> that, that wasn't my question. That wasn't my question. Read it. Read it. <laughs> All right. Moving on. All right. I got a question from Murr is a Murr. Any noticeable differences between the Ashes fan base or, or community versus other projects that you have worked on? Oh, interesting. I think that there's not any like major differences in my opinion, other than like the people themselves and the personalities of those people. I feel like I could correlate similar personalities in other places too. Um, But I think that, you know, one of the things that I love about the MMO community in general is just people are super passionate. You have, and some people feel that passion in productive ways and some people don't. Um, and so I hope that we can, you know, get everybody on the same page because, in, you know, when it comes to it, you should think about your role in the community uh, in, in the sense of like, if you want the game that you love to be successful, you need to be willing to like help new people be part of it, right? Whether that's like helping teach them, helping them find the right guild, helping them like, you know, answer the questions for them that they're like stumped and having an issue with, like, that's like really where I see things at the base of like community and helping and how each of each individual person can assist. Um, but I think that as a whole, I feel like it's not too different. Um, I've worked on some games where they're pure PVP and uh, depending on how you act as a community manager and how you got like what your guidelines are and what your moderation methods are, you can get to the same space. It just depends on like, what you want as the basis of your community, right? Like some people want a super, like some people want a meme lord slim spaghetti community. Some people want like, you know, a, a very like, you must follow a hundred million rules. And I think we're very much in between of like, you know, just be kind to each other. Just please just yeah. be kind to each other. <laughs> That's like a pretty good rule of life. I agree. Just have fun and be kind to each other. Yeah. That's kind of like, that's kind of uh, our jam around here. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to reflect on some. So, you know, in the time I've been doing content creation around uh, the Ashes community, you know, like and you came into the picture and everything like you, you, you know, I, I can actually say you've been very helpful. You've been super helpful with like, I'm horrible at thumbnails, by the way. I actually have a thumbnail guide now, which is really great because he makes awesome thumbnails for me, which is like ghost nice. shout out, homie, you rock. But before that, like Margaret was very helpful with helping me like do better thumbnails because my thumbnails actually suck and I was really bad at them. And so you you are very you, bad. Come on, man. Oh no, they were they were bad. It's okay. I I think they were pretty horrible. It's, I look back now and I'm like, yo, that's cringy. No, I can't believe that was what's so. I was just fine. like bigger text because I think yeah. when you look at something on a phone, right, mm-hmm. it's really tiny. And True. so when the text is super tiny, no one can read it. Yeah. Um, and then like having that imagery which catches people is the other yeah. aspect of it. Absolutely. And then the composition of it. Right. right? Yeah, absolutely. I think you were just trying to put too much mm-hmm. on an asset. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so not good at this, which is interesting because I'm actually good with like, you know, tangible medium art, like, you know, like charcoal and paper and stuff. But when it comes to like this digital format, I'm like, uh, 
Yo, uh, he said he's good at charcoal media. Where's our charcoal? Media I stream? know. I, there's where's actually the, where's the art stream? There's now? the one of Steven. I actually have to finish still, which is horrible. I'm horrible. I'm, I'm so bad. Look, my community's been forgiving six months. I know since that. Remember the the charity thing we did and we raised the money and all that stuff. One of the things was I was supposed to do this charcoal image of Steven, and it's like fifty percent done. I've got to finish it. I I will commit to finishing it in the next three to four weeks probably because I'm gonna have time to actually do right. it. Um but it's those it's, of you who are like, you know, on uh, it. I, I know, <laughs> Set I know. that alarm clock. No, I know, I know. it's actually Steve with no beard too because he had to shave it during that the <laughs> Oh D &D yeah, thing. during the extra life stuff. Yeah. yeah. But but anyway, back to the question though. Back to the question is, you know, you've been very helpful and it's been very appreciated by me, right? Uh, you've been helped in a lot of ways as a creator. You had these awesome like um toolkits for us at certain points back in the day that was very helpful with like creating assets yeah, we plan to have more of that stuff which i saw sure. and i was like super stoked to see that stuff for for any creator that gets into the program and here's the question for uh, how would you or what would you recommend to anyone interested in applying to the content creator program and like what are some of the things that uh, they could do as they're continuing to create content for assets of creation um at the basis of it obviously create content um i've had i did have a few people who applied who had no videos or no no media no nothing like no content you're not a content creator until you make content so right. start there um and i think you know obviously continually improve look mm -hmm. at where look at ways that you can make your content better um you know obviously when you're a new creator a lot of the time you can't really look at data analytics to to guide you but you can like look at your content objectively and be like, hey, what can I do better here? Maybe it's a graphical thing. Maybe it's, you know, bringing on a co-host because you are having issues speaking enough to keep to fill the content. Mm -hmm. Or uh, maybe it's the type of content. Maybe you're just not as passionate about that type of thing and you need to find your space. And with that, you know, just try new things. Try a lot of things until you find something you love that you're mm -hmm. super passionate about or that takes. Um, and I think just be consistent. Be consistent and uh, continually improve your content. And I think those are the two main things that I would, um, and then obviously, you know, sharing your content outward. Uh, if you don't, if you never find a space to share it and then like no one's going to see it. Right. Um, and then when people give you feedback, definitely take that feedback, you know, and sometimes it's actionable feedback and sometimes it's not. Yeah. And you just kind of find the balance of it um, and continually just try uh when you're when you're applying obviously give me all the links to all of those pieces of content in the part where like you get to kind of describe why you want to be part of the program really tell me what it is what it is about ashes of creation that you're passionate about what, like what about our what about content creation are you passionate about and how are you going to like merge those two passions together um you know to help better our community absolutely love that Daedalus. Yeah. All right. So my next question is going to be focused on a community question, which is from Apple Bottom. Biggest challenge working for Steven out of all the roles you've done past and uh, current? I would say Steven is the type of person who's so passionate about everything. Um, and he loves to kind of have his hand in all of the the pies type of thing. And so to me, I guess it's maybe, I don't know if it's a challenge, but it is kind of like a thing that I'm trying to balance is like where my role lies in that, right? Like I want him to have the power to make a tweet. I want him to have the power to, you know, uh, I say this in the sense of like, he does have the power to do all those things, but you know, to like make those, those 
those types of community and marketing pieces that he wants to do, but also like finding where I can take on work off of his plate. Right. Um, so I think that has been the major uh, thing is like finding the balance between like what things he likes doing and, and where we can utilize that and how we put that into content pieces, like the creative director's letters. Those are like his space to like really write all the things that he wants to do from the community marketing side. Right. Um, and you see a lot of posts from him come from different realms. Um, and so we were trying to just find that balance, I think has been <laughs> the major thing for me. Um, because obviously I want to do my job. I'm like, man, you pay me to do my job. Let me do it. Um, uh, but at the same time, I also see his passion and his love for, you know, community and marketing. And I, and to me, that's exciting as well. Absolutely. Um, and just trying to finding a balance with it is, is I guess the challenge. But I think we're there. I think we're 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 getting there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question is: um, If you would pick a node, which one would it be to live in? Ooh, I mean, we don't have all of our nodes in, but in the in the sense of like what type of node I would want to be a part of, mm -hmm. um, I think I want to be somewhere that has some semblance of like a water view, because for yeah. me, I think like those those views are really beautiful. I also love any place that has really colorful trees um, or like um, kind of fantastical look to it that's different than any other game. Mm. So I think one of those places would be maybe where I have my freehold and really um, create my, you know, citizenship with that, with that node, I would say. Probably one of those three type of things. By watery uh, views, do you mean like waterfalls or the sea? A waterfall, a lake, a sea, any of those, like okay. some semblance of water. <laughs> I would love <laughs> to be able to have a view of that. It would be pretty. Nice. Do that or, you know, trees that are beautiful or uh, environment that's just fantastical and different. All right. So I think you more or less asked, answered Super's question with uh, yep. with Apple Bottoms there as well. So I've got one from T Elf here. Has Steven ever pulled a prank on you? He hasn't that I can think of. Have you played wow. a prank on me, Steven? He's in chat. I don't think I don't think he has played a prank. Challenge on you. for you there, Steven. <laughs> no. Oh no. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like him and McPee are both kind of like pranksters, but I just see through them. I just see it yeah. it's <laughs> the same with like my fiance when he lies yeah. like one time we were playing uh battlestar galactica like the board game and like the first like first second we started the game I and mean, when we like picked who was like the cylons i was like are you cylon and he was like no and I, like, <laughs> I know he's a Cylon. like i could just tell the look in his eyes right when you've been with somebody for almost 20 years like right. you just know yeah uh so for me it's like i'm kind of usually pretty good with insight checks um but i don't know maybe don't don't do that, Stephen. Don't troll me. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> don't give me a heart attack, man. She's He's gonna like pull me and be like, Margaret, I think I'm gonna have to fire you. Oh no! Or <laughs> that story about Jeff on the live streams while back. I just oh, lost God. it with the the cop that came in and how he freaked out. I was like, oh, that is epic. Also scary, but epic. Yeah, um, it's very scary. <laughs> so yeah, I think no we've, pranking me. Yeah, no, prank, no pranking. So I think we've we've hit on most of the questions that we've got. Um, I've got a couple more here. Uh, one is from a community member and it says, how much weight does Intrepid's policy on community engagement give to the players in terms of the overall vision of specific features? And so the example is like, 
you know, what does Intrepid do with the feedback from the communities? How does that have an effect on the development of Ashes? Yeah, uh, I would love to talk a little bit about that. For me, from my perspective, uh, I've worked at a lot of companies where reporting is done and no one reads that shit. From my perspective, mm -hmm. if you are going to report something, there should be actionable items that come from that. So we do a lot of reporting on my team because that's what our job is to some extent, is kind of like taking that feedback and consolidating it and sending it over to development and being that communication funnel back and forth. Um, so on the community side, you know, Toast puts together a lot of great like short uh, reports together. We also do a monthly report that's kind of like our big, much big chunkier report that looks over data. Um, and our jobs really are just to present the information. Like here are the main things that players have concerns about. Here are the main things that they're talking about. Here are like uh, the the like summarizations and a bulletin point here's like links to the exact uh, examples of these bulletin points with like five or six examples that they can just click and go straight to and read the full post um and then you know we leave it up to development to decide on how they want to take the action my our jobs on the community marketing team is not to design the game uh, mm -hmm. that's really designs you know job so we just present the information and the data to them the same goes on our social media reports when we're reporting that data um, really uh, it, it is just kind of consolidating what are the main talking points and issues that users are having um, and then the side of it is like how do we resolve those issues whether they're cs issues that we can resolve whether they're web issues whether they're um you know, uh, whatever type of issues they are, maybe maybe they're even like launcher issues, right? So those are the type of things that we're either be sending to design or to engineering or elsewhere to web dev, whatever it might be. Um, and then they take that from there and they they resolve the issues. If it's a bug, uh, which, you know, my team does encounter some bugs, we put together like a short description of the bug. We'd put together a longer description. We do repro steps of how to reincorporate the bug or reproduce the bug. And then we send that over to the, the correct spaces through like JIRA and Confluence. Um, and then those things get put into the queue and production makes sure they get done. Um, so really that is, you know, the funnel that happens. Um, but it can be much wider or larger. It just depends on like, what are the things that the community is talking about? What type of topics are we requesting from them? So dev discussions and guild gatherings are separate reports that we put together as well uh, that are more smaller. And Toast usually shares some of that with you guys too. So you see like a little short version of it. Um, and, you know, we also compare those to the previous months and looking at, you know, going forward, how we can continue to, uh, you know, get more feedback in a better manner. So. Hopefully that's good. But if yeah. you guys have any other ideas or things, you know, you're always welcome to send toaster me feedback. We're we're always willing to listen um, and find you know more ways that we can do stuff. But obviously, uh, <laughs> we have to do a lot of reporting on a lot of right. messages that get sent our way. Um, Discord is probably the hardest one, I think, in my opinion, because really the way that you have to do that is through like word tags. Um, so there's like, here are the main words that people are saying, here's how they correlate and, you know, here, then break it down to the topics. It's just really, Discord is probably the hardest, in my opinion, to kind of gather feedback from. Yeah. And um, uh, I'm reluctantly going to ask this question that it seems like comes up all the time. No thanks to Steven for helping to reinforce this. Um, uh, it's just not a true narrative. It's just not a true narrative is all I'm going to say. But okay. hey. Somebody in chat basin said, hey, bud, just got here, was busy. Can you ask Margaret what she thinks about the ninja looter meta happening amid one of the guilds supported factually by Steven by the aforementioned guilds leader? Do you even know what, he's, what they're talking about? 
I mean, it's not my space to kind of like discuss the design aspects of things. Um, but that will, I mean, that's something that we can, you know, like development is going to decide on how loot rules work and things of that sort. Um, <laughs> this is actually great because it means you don't know what they're talking about and they're talking about me and it's not true. And okay. Yeah. Been, and y'all are wrong. Yes. And there is no meta. See, you, you heard it here first. So no, look, Margaret, really appreciate it. If you have issues with these rules, hit up the design That's team. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Leave hit your feedback. The... We'll take it. <laughs> yes. And it has to be true. Okay. It has to be true. That's my, my two cents. So then there's That's no comment on the design fun. of a sandal coming down on no, Sim's dome in nope. the middle of the nope. game just at random times. No. I mean, just we checking. do have, you know, band processes and rules. Yes, oh, <laughs> that's two of them. That's two of them that on the show that have been like, "Well, you know, we could probably make this work." Okay, so we're done. We're <laughs> no, done. I mean in regards to breaking rules, if if they are or people are hacking, if they are, are no, we no. yeah, we would definitely take action on those uh, things, whether you're content funny. creator or not. You know, you have to adhere to the same rules. Mm -hmm. Look, hey, I gotta give you a shout out. Thanks for always being just stellar at coordinating things with getting, you know, Steven on uh, for some of the podcasts in the past, you know, being on yourself, like, you know, you all have been just champions of the light because <laughs> paladins, but really do appreciate just everything you've been doing, what the team's been doing. Y'all have been hard at work. And I think the community, for the most part, we can definitely tell, um, you know, I think I speak for a lot of people when we say like that. You know, there's a lot of people that have faith in Ashes of Creation that have a lot of faith in, you know, trust in Intrepid Studios. So, uh, you know, keep fighting the good fight. Can't wait to see what what y'all are going to have in store for the community as the game, you know, progresses further. And uh, yeah, just thanks for everything you do and, and the team too, what they do for the community. Much love. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you guys. Thank you yeah. for, you know, putting out great content that people can consume and, you know, starting up great discussions. I think, you know, one of the things that I love and the team loves is hearing people's feedback as well as like sometimes you guys take take ideas into places that we're like oh that's an interesting way to take <laughs> on it or you know sometimes it's exactly where we're headed you know and i think that that's always fun from a developer standpoint um hearing the theory crafting from folks as well as the feedback that people have and you know wherever we can improve if you have that feedback for us we're always willing to listen to it um, and hopefully we're continuing to always progress and make better content for you guys and you know develop the game in a way that you know makes sense for what we're trying to achieve um and that everyone likes it yeah awesome well this is uh it's about that time friends any any final thoughts for the community margaret anything you do want to you want to share with them before we kind of wrap this up um, you know, the development team is working really hard. They put their love and passion into everything. And I just see how much <laughs> the, like the community, when you guys are positive or not, not just positive, but like the positive feedback that you guys give to us, um, and the amazing art that you guys make or comics or just even the videos, I see them sharing those things in our, our chats and, um, you know, it, it definitely felt fuels our motivation and makes us excited to do our jobs and come in every day. So we appreciate all of it. Um, so thank you all so much for, for the kindness that you've shared along our journey. I know that being in an open development um, is not for everybody. There's been a, plenty of other content creators who are like, why don't you just go dark? And it's like, well, that's not really what we're trying to do. We're trying to kind of show the journey and show the development process. And yes, that means sometimes it might be a little repetitive to some extent, because what we're doing is creating a thing and the same process for every thing is the same almost the same creation right um 
But hopefully we can teach you guys along the way as well and share the journey. And you can look back and one day we can be like, well, back in my day, uh, you know, <laughs> what it used to look like versus now or in the moment what people experience. Um, so I think that that to me is just very, we're very thankful from the development side of that. Um, and then me personally, just I love just seeing you guys help each other out. Um, when I see new people come to our community and you answer the question before like me or Toast or anybody else can get to them, like I'm just like, wow, that is pretty amazing to have a community who's that like that into what we do that and like puts invest that much time into their day to like be able to help out in, in a way like that. Um, and that means we get more time to focus on other macro type of things. Mm -hmm. So we really, really appreciate it a lot. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Follow, follow Ashes of Creation on all of the places. We're at Ashes of Creation everywhere. It's super right. simple to find us. Absolutely. And Ashes uh, fam, you know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. Spread you know the word. Do. Spread the word among. Never mind. There's my decorated voice coming out. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Daedalus, go ahead and shout out your domains where people can find you. And y'all are on not on the show. Sure, you can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash the Ashen Herald. Faisal. Anyways, you guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bagel108. Half <laughs> tilt. Sorry. You can find me on Twitter at half underscore tilt or Twitch and YouTube slash half tilt gamer. And friends, we might be getting to the end of the show as always, but got to give a shout out to all of you that have been here live. Listen to us, um, you know, watch us on YouTube, listen to the show on the podcast places. And remember, you don't just have to be on the show to be a pathfinder. It's all of you that contribute to the cause that show up, that contribute your comments, that share your thoughts. And much love to all of you that are pathfinders here, whether you're on the show or not. And much love to Intrepid Studios. As always, you all stay safe. Have a great week. We'll see you again next Sunday. Same. Same time, same place, and uh, have a great week, friends. We'll see you soon. Take care, hey, everyone. everyone.